Welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, taking a look at news of agriculture here as we wrap up the week, agriculture groups expressed disappointment regarding a Supreme Court decision denying consideration of the case Monsanto versus Hardman, which pertains to state glyphosate health warnings. A coalition of groups issued a joint statement regarding the decision Tuesday, including the American Farm Bureau Federation, American Soybean Association, National Corn Growers Association, National Association of Wheat Growers, and National Cotton Council. The joint statement claims, quote, we are disappointed the Supreme Court has decided not to hear this case, which has significant implications for our global food supply and science-based regulation, end quote. Now, on May 23rd, the group sent a letter signed by 54 agricultural groups to President Biden, urging him to withdraw a Solicitor General's brief submitted to the Supreme Court, advising against taking up the case. The Solicitor General's brief argues federal pesticide registration and labeling requirements do not preclude states from imposing additional labeling requirements, even if those requirements run counter to federal findings. Now, the Supreme Court's refusal to hear the case Monsanto versus Hardeman comes amid the war-driven threat of a global food crisis, sky-high food inflation, and persistent weather problems. Alan Meadows is an American Soybean Association state director in Tennessee. There's so much uh, on the line right now with everything going on. You know, the last thing we need is a lot of unscientific patchwork, uh, you know, basically on, on state pesticide labels uh, that would threaten, you know, our ability to be able to use uh, glyphosate. It's such an important uh, chemistry for us. Meadows was asked, what's next? You go back to work uh, and start trying to figure out what we can do uh, from a policy in uh, to try to try to get this addressed and get it fixed and, uh, you know, hopefully make it make it better for our growers uh, for sure. Meadows insists there's a real possibility some states will require more precautions on their labels despite years of research that glyphosate is safe. The American Farm Bureau Federation and 10 other agriculture groups submitted comments to the Securities Exchange Commission late last week regarding its proposed climate disclosure rule. Andrew Walmsley, AFBF Senior Director of Government Affairs, says the groups provided technical documents outlining concerns and recommendations. Traditionally, SEC is concerned about large companies that you would associate with Wall Street. But what the SEC has proposed through the Scope 3 reporting requirements could touch every farmer and rancher in this country as it's requiring those large companies to report emissions from suppliers from downstream and upstream. And that would capture many small, medium and large farmers. Walmsley says the rule would require burdensome record keeping as well as create liability concerns and data privacy concerns. We don't think the SEC, when they proposed this rule, really thought through the implications and costs and burdens that would be put on rural America. And so we're encouraging them through this rulemaking process to reevaluate this rule and take our concerns to heart and propose a better rule that provides information that's useful to shareholders, but it does not create undue burdens on agriculture. The comments include a list of recommendations that better serve farmers and ranchers. So our technical comments laid out some options for the agency, the easiest of which would be to scrap the Scope 3 idea. We will continue to engage with SEC as they work through this rulemaking and encourage farmers and ranchers to reach out to their members of Congress. Those folks are ultimately accountable to the American public and have oversight with the SEC. Encourage your voice to be shared with your member of Congress or U.S. Senator. You can learn more online at fb.org. 
Well, there are many bills that have been working their way through both the Senate and the House here in recent weeks, one of which the Senate Ag Committee advanced the cattle markets bill. After roughly two years of political wrangling, the U.S. Senate Agriculture Committee Wednesday advanced the bill that would require major meat packers to buy a certain percentage of their cattle through negotiated cash trade sales. In a business meeting, senators spotlighted their support or opposition to the cattle markets bill, as well as a second bill that would create a special investigation office at USDA to watch over packers. That Meat Packing Special Investigator Act also passed the Senate Agriculture Committee as the Senator's legislation will address anti-competitive practices in the meat and poultry industries that hurt consumers and producers, threaten the nation's food supply, and endanger America's food security. Now, one of the main sponsors of both the Meatpacking Special Investigator Act bill and also of the cattle markets bill was Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley. He commented before the passage of the bills out of the Senate Ag Committee uh, about the bills and hoping to get them to the floor for a vote. Senator Rounds has now joined us. That's 10 Republicans and 10 Democrats have their names on the bill. I certainly hope As soon as we return to Washington after our July break, that Leader Schumer will put these bills on the floor for a vote. And again, Grassley was referring to both bills, the Meat and Poultry Special Investigator Act, as well as the Cattle Markets Bill. The main legislation, the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act, would require USDA to establish minimum levels of negotiated cash trade for fed cattle by dividing up five to seven regions of the country. The cash trade volumes would depend on the number of packers in a region, availability of fed cattle, and the number of contractual arrangements, alternative marketing agreements, AMAs, in each region. The mandate for cash trade would fall to packers that on average handle at least 5% of daily fed cattle slaughter. Packers would also be required to report the number of cattle to be delivered for slaughter each day for the next 14 days. Now, the legislation was sparked by a string of incidents over the past three years that caused live cattle prices to fall while box beef prices soared. Those included a fire at a Tyson packing plant in 2019 and the COVID-19 pandemic that shut down packers temporarily in spring of 2020. The bill would also create a library at USDA of AMA contracts that would allow cattle producers to see the premiums others are receiving as well as mandate reporting of box beef prices. The bill was led by Senators Deb Fisher, Republican from Nebraska, Iowa Republican Chuck Grassley, Democrat John Tester of Montana, and Democrat Ron Wyden of Oregon. Fisher's bill has 19 co-sponsors, including 12 members of the Senate Ag Committee. Senator John Bozeman, Republican from Arkansas, the ranking member of the Senate Ag Committee, cited support for provisions to improve price reporting by packers in the establishment of a cattle contract library. But Bozeman said he cannot support the key provision of the bill that establishes regional mandatory minimums for negotiated cash trade. Bozeman said it would roll back years of investment in the cattle industry to improve the quality of beef, saying, quote, If those investments are taken away, the focus becomes producing the most pounds for the lowest cost. Industry, ranch families, and our rural communities all suffer, end quote. After a voice vote advancing the bill out of committee, Bozeman and Senator Roger Marshall, Republican from Kansas, wanted their opposition to it on the record. Now, Fisher, a Nebraska cattle producer, praised the bipartisan backing she got for the bill, particularly given she was the lead sponsor of a bill coming out of a committee led by Democrats. Fisher said she understands the value of AMAs, but those contracts rely on the cash trade to set base prices. She noted that there have been voluntary efforts by cattle organizations to try to boost cash trade, but they have largely failed because packers did not participate. Fisher also acknowledged Grassley, who has worked on similar cattle market legislation for two decades. 
That's all the time we have for American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.